You are listening to the Calm Down Podcast, the podcast where candid, thought-provoking, and rare conversations happen while amplifying people's stories around the world. Here, we take it one day at a time and also rant on simple courses people don't observe or are just oblivious to. I am your host, Viola Ekene. I am an on-air personality, podcaster, YouTuber, and content creator. Hey, thank you so much for choosing to listen to my voice this beautiful day. I hope you're doing absolutely amazing. So in this episode, I'm going to be reliving a memory with you, a beautiful memory I had with Chide Maume in 2018. So here's a quick short story, right? So in 2018, while I was still on radio, I had this popular show called Beauty Hub, which I hosted. So there's this segment called Beauty Hub Crush, where every week I get to tell my audience to, oh, tell me the people you'd love me to get on the show to share their journey with us and a lot of votes went to Chidi Maomi. Basically most people wanted me to get Chidi Maomi on, on the show and to share her journey. So I reached out to Chidi Ma and she was so kind and warm and she accepted the invitation. So we had that um, interview virtually and it was so beautiful. So a few days ago I was going through my old content archives just um, reminiscing on my old content and just smiling ear to ear and I came across that conversation again. I listened to it and I was so amazed at how still relevant that's the, what we talked about on was even though it was it was very short and quick which I really enjoyed you know it, it's still very very relevant and it has a lot to do with on growth on you know staying consistent on being relatable and even being yourself not losing yourself when you're doing something that you love so I was like mm, I loved this conversation I listened to it again I got so much value from it so I was like I know my podcast community you calmers you guys are going to love it so that is why I am rich sharing this beautiful moment with you. So that is what you're about to listen to. Also quickly, I wanted to plug you onto something that I recently discovered. Um, if you know me well, I am a shopaholic and I love to come across new things. So there's this new stuff I came across called posture corrector. Now, if you're like me, that you love to work from home or basically you even work in an office and you're always on your laptop or you're always writing and all of that. And you notice that you're beginning to have neck and back pain because you're constantly slouching. It might not just be because, you know, you're walking, but when you're driving or when you're running or even when you're in the gym lifting weight, you know, you not after the first initial pain you feel when you start gymming not that one but the pain is constant then you definitely need to try a posture corrector what it actually does is that it retrains your muscles to a healthier alignment so um you can get this off of amazon or on jumia when i saw it i was like cool okay let me give this a try and it's been a very good game changer for me so what you basically do is when you get it you wear it for like 15 to 30 minutes and as time goes on you increase the amount of time you wear it till you feel it corrects your posture you can and try this for up to like 30 days but if you're the type of person that has had this bad posture for close to so many years maybe because you've been so used to slouching a lot then it's not going to be something that will correct within like 30 days but it's definitely something that you should give a try and another thing again that i love about this is that the fact that i can wear it inside my clothing because i find also that sometimes when i want to take a bike maybe for a very quick errand i also find myself slouching on the bike so it actually helps me to 
sit upright and also when i'm pressing my phone oh my god i slouch a lot and i know most of us do that you find yourself slouching and it's really really bad like it affects your posture you might not notice now but if you compare the way you stand to a standard healthy posture you will see that you're actually doing yourself so much harm without even you knowing so it actually comes with an instruction manual so you can definitely go through it it's washable and i was like hmm let me plug you to this product it's definitely something that you try and you will not regret it and don't forget that when you're trying this you should also perform exercises that you know strengthen the muscles that support your posture like yoga pilots and um core strengthening exercises i hope i pronounce that pilots well i hope there's no way it's been pronounced better but yeah um i have a link to the product on amazon and on jumia i saw a page selling this posture corrector on instagram and it was so expensive as i was like eh <laughs> But I went on a hunting spree and I found it really cheap on Amazon and on Jumia. So the links to the posture corrector will definitely be in the description of this episode. And also for a little bit of context, Chide Maomi is an award-winning blogger and YouTuber. I'm going to leave more about her as well in the description box of this episode. So without much further ado, let's relieve that memory and listen to this beautiful conversation featuring Chide Maomi. All right back. Hello, Chidima. Good afternoon. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Guys, so Chidima was currently filming while um, um, a few minutes ago before we got her on the show. And I'm so excited because I know I trust Chidima a whole lot. Chidima has this very lovely, wonderful vibes when it comes to creating lovely content. And I guess Chidima, my listeners are so, so happy right now because they're going to get another dope content from you. <laughs> So, um, Chidima, I'll move straight to the questions, okay? Um, okay. Yeah, so I want to ask, because I was wondering, after reading your bio, okay, you started vlogging in 2012, right? Yeah. Okay, so yeah. I personally, I think, and I feel that by then, people were not really enthusiastic um, when it comes to beauty and makeup and all that, right? Not really. I feel like, you know, Nigeria has always had, like, a very big, you know, beauty industry maybe not um not at the level you know of putting it out on social media at the time but there were a lot of beauty enthusiasts there were a lot of people who were into makeup a lot of people were watching highlights and contour routine videos and all of that but they weren't really watching it from nigerian you know content creators at the time so at the time it wasn't really that people weren't really into makeup honestly people were that people were not you know, into blogging at the time. People were not into just sharing things on social media as much as we do now. So. Okay. So I guess what triggered you was the desire to actually let Nigerians know that there are fellow Nigerians that can teach you how to stay beautiful, okay? Exactly. Oh, no. yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you, your bio was, your bio is a very interesting one, I must say. It's a very interesting and inspiring one. And I came across something again because I really read through people's bio very well. Um, you said you started blogging in 2011 and then, um, you said blogging in 2011 and won best beauty blog by popular votes and judges choice in the 2013 Nigeria Blog Awards. So if I'm not mistaken, yeah. that was a space of like two years, right? So I wonder what, what was the major secret? I mean, in two years, Yes, 
you, you already, you'd already backed two awards, very repeatable awards. What was the major secret? Sorry, I feel like it was just hard work and consistency, you know, honestly. People knowing that you were putting out things regularly, knowing that you could always just refer back what you have created. I think that that helped a lot. And then again, it was this whole thing of, like I explained to you, a lot of people were not sharing. And I feel like when it comes to sharing stuff online and creating content online, mm-hmm. more than anything from personal experience, more than artistry more than how talented someone is something that is very very important in my opinion is related like being able to yeah i wanted yeah people being able to relate sorry so one thing more than like just how creative and talented you are it's really important that people are able to relate and a lot of us were watching these people in the u.s and in the uk doing nice things but we couldn't relate to them on so many levels we couldn't some people couldn't really understand the way that they were talking yes that from there some people also couldn't relate to the type of products that they were using yes. so it's one thing do, watching an eyebrow tutorial that somebody in the uk and the u.s had done but then you're looking at all these amazing things that the person had used and you don't even know where to get them so i think that one thing that made me really just i feel like stand out <laughs> and grow as rapidly as i did it was just the fact that you know people could come to my channel and watch an eyebrow tutorial and i would say i bought this from this market or i bought this from this supermarket yeah. and i'll tell you how how much it was in Naira. So it just kind of, you know, made it easier for people to relate. So I feel like that was one thing that just really pushed me out there and made people just, you know, get on board when it came to the kind of videos that I made. Yeah, when it comes to being relatable, I can I can relate because you are very very relatable. I've watched a lot of your YouTube videos, and you mentioned something has your huge secret um, to you winning this award within the space of two years. You said consistency. Now, when yeah. when we when we tell people when when you tell people that you have to be consistent, it is easier said than done, right? But yeah. Yeah. sometimes I feel bloggers, as a blogger, you feel sometimes you feel demotivated. So how did you manage to stay? consistent up until now in 2018 starting off in 2011 how did you stay consistent at the beginning in all honesty it was just the fact that people loved what i was doing and you know something i just i remember the first blog pictures i ever took i took in front of the door you know the like a parlor door like i stood in front of the door there was really nothing fancy about it yeah. but people were eating it up and then people loved it and then it's it's a cycle so people you do this thing and then you put in so much work into it and people appreciate it yeah. so you just motivate you to keep doing it mm. and then from there your numbers start growing so outside of the feedback and just how much a few people are loving it it is the fact that you're looking at your numbers grow okay that is an extra motivation for you and then you keep doing all of that keep putting out content you know you keep doing it for a while and then all of a sudden it dawns on you that this is something you can actually make a living off of brands are offering you money to use yes. their products yes. and share to people that is an extra you know, level of motivation is an extra angle that, you know, to just get you motivated because even on days now that I feel like even because there's so many people doing what I'm doing now and there's so many people telling everybody that they are doing great. There are days that you wake up in the morning and then you just don't even want to do anything. But yeah. you remember that you have to put fuel in your car. Remember that you have to pay rent. <laughs> you get up and then you, and then you do something. And then the numbers, I think that for me now, the key motivators for consistency at the level where I'm at now, like the, some of the few things I talked about earlier where, you know, at the beginning, yeah. these are the things that motivated me. For me now, it is just how much I stand to earn, you know, and then two is growth. Because 
because the thing about growth is that there really isn't any ceiling. And the more you grow, there's the more opportunity you get. Like, just more opportunities come your way. So the more you grow, like, it's ridiculous the kind of people that I have worked with, just because of my numbers, you know, here in my little corner in Nigeria. And you're not even, we're not talking about the Nigerian audience here. So you think about the fact that you're reaching more people outside of, let's say you're in Lagos, outside of Lagos. Outside of Lagos, you're reaching a lot of people in Nigeria. Outside of Nigeria, you're reaching people in Africa. Outside Outside of Africa, you're reaching people who look like you. Because a lot of people who watch my videos are black Americans. A lot of them are yeah. West Indies, you know, Caribbeans, Jamaicans. There are all these people. And there are brands that would also want to work with you to reach those people for them. So keep mm. me motivated, really. Mm, wow. thumbs off. I mean, I'm inspired. I'm really, really inspired. You know, you said something about um, you dishing out contents that are so relatable. And I mentioned earlier that I am a very huge witness to that. So was that what inspired your your popular um, YouTube channel name, That Igbo Chick? Because I love the Igbo vibes. It gives me joy. It gives me joy. Was that what inspired it? No, that wasn't what inspired my name, you know, honestly. I've answered and that evil chick, I actually just started to go with it after I had read half of the yellow story. Oh. So, yes, that's the thing. Like, at the time, it was literally, I started with that evil chick, before I even ever put up a post. And I had finished reading, that's the reason I love Chima Manda a lot. A lot yeah. of people love her, some people consider her controversial, I don't really care. Yeah. But I remember after reading half of the yellow stone and just reading about the civil war and reading about just the things that, you know, the evils went through and how resilient we were and uh, I was feeling really evil at the time and I was following a couple of bloggers who had names like that New York chick that London chick they were okay. bloggers who had names like and I was like if they could be that that I could also be that evil chick like people and that was how I just gave myself that name so yeah I, I in all in all honesty I love that name so much and when, when I was because uh, most times I just go to um, through YouTube. I look for new people. You know, I get to connect with new people. But when I came across your profile, I saw that Ibo chick, and then I say going through your videos, I was like, yeah, indeed, she's an Ibo chick. I love that. <laughs> okay, now this is the. You're welcome. This is the final question, and it's sort of like an advice I would love you to give out to my listeners. Um, many people do um, chat me up, or some people do write to me, how do I start a beauty blog? Because they feel that the market right now is oversaturated. Um, a lot of bloggers, there are a lot of vloggers. So it's like everybody is struggling for their voice to be heard. But people, some people, just like they always say, you have your own individual voice, and you have a group of people you have to reach out to. So I want to ask, what advice will you give someone that wants to start a beauty vlog or a beauty blog? What should the person look out for? What will you tell that person to do? First of all, I'll just say start. I feel like we get carried away with all the like logistics of what we have to do and all the things you have to get ready before we actually do something. I'll just say start. You don't need a fancy camera. You don't need a big DSLR. You could just get anything within your body. Smartphones are amazing these days. Okay, yeah. Like the camera just keep improving. You don't even need a big camera. You can actually start making videos with your phone. You know, and the, the thing about oversaturation is true. But then again, the truth is that around the same around the time that I was starting a channel and a blog in 2012, a lot of people, critics will also tell you that at that point, it was oversaturated. Yeah. And I remember thinking at the time, oh, me with my non-American and non-British accent, ah, who wants to listen to somebody 
like this. Like what was what I did it. And then you see that it's something about being relatable, people finding someone that they can relate to. It dawns on you after doing it for a short period of time that there are so many people who are within or who are consuming content in this industry that didn't have someone that repre- like okay, you have a lot of black people doing YouTube videos, but representation has so many layers and so many levels. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I thought of all of that and I just like I was like, I'll just do my thing the way that I want to do it. And people started eating it up. You don't have to be like anybody. You don't have to try to mimic or copy anybody. People will love what you're putting out, you know. Just and the thing about it is that always just if you're looking to come on a con- on a platform like YouTube as well, I'd highly recommend that you pay close attention to what is going on there, look closely at your analytics and keep thinking of all the ways that the platform is growing to evolve with it. Because if you're not evolving with the platform, you become redundant. I know people who started YouTube, I've been on YouTube for like, what, four, five years, like I told you, but I know people who are catering to the beauty, like the niche that I cater to. And they started their channel late last year. And they have about 1 million subscribers now. Wow. I don't know if this makes any sense. Yeah. It's, you understand? It's you. You're just constantly thinking. Thinking, what can I do? What can I do? And that thing that's just, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I know everybody's doing it. What pin can I put on it to okay. make it my own? Okay. You know? Mm. So if you think about it like that, and it, it helps. So don't keep thinking everybody's doing it like, if it's like that, nobody will be doing business in this country because yeah. there's no business idea that you're trying to start off today that somebody has not already started. So maybe not in your area, but somebody's already doing it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can even start it and you have a big company, big, like you have, you can even go against someone like, like ShopRite, for example. You're like, how can I go against ShopRite? But you will, if, 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 you're, if you look into it, there are certain things that ShopRite should be doing that they are not doing. Certain people that maybe ShopRite considers, like, you know, they might not, maybe from what they've seen in the past, it's, this group of people, these customers are not giving them enough money. You look closer, maybe what are they not doing right to attract you? Do it on your own end. Like, there are so many just to think. Okay. So don't let the amount of people that are doing this already discourage you. Honestly, mm. you can't do it if you want to. Wow. You can't. Wow. Yeah. That was so inspiring, and I was really touched. I, I it made me feel like I was listening to one of these TED talks. You know, <laughs> this is this is so beautiful. This is so beautiful. Thank you so much for being with us on the show. And I, now I know now I know why many people are telling me to get um, Chidi Mongo that she must she must be our beauty hub crush. And I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Thank oh, it was you. a pleasure coming on here. It was a pleasure really talking yeah. to you and your audience as well. Yeah. Thank you very much, Chidima. Thank you very, very much. Okay. All right. You know, the part that really stuck to me in that conversation was when she said that the thing about growth is that you don't always feel it. And it is so true because when you look back on how you started and how far you've come in your journey, you see a lot of growth here and there. But as this growth was happening, you couldn't feel it. In fact, most times it's most it's mostly uncomfortable. But when you actually look back, you, you see how much you've grown. So, yeah. And she also said that as you grow, the more opportunities come your way because right now you're seeing life differently. You're seeing so many opportunities. So, yeah. 
this conversation is definitely go to me especially as a content creator because you know sometimes the journey can get really tiring and a whole lot of emotions come into play but conversations like this remind you of why you started and what you know your end goals are and personally for me and um, when people ask me oh where do you see yourself in the next five years I, I don't always know like I don't know what I do know is that I see myself growing way outgrowing the level I am right now in every area of my life okay so if you love this episode and you thoroughly enjoyed it please do not forget to drop this podcast a good rating on any podcast app you're using to listen to me right now please drop good ratings and a review it will also aid in more discoverability of the podcast okay share this episode with friends and if you choose not to share i'm not going to judge you okay but please share it with your friends and um anybody that you know that will really 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 benefit from this episode the gems shared in this episode and if you want to support for the expansion of this podcast to upgrade get bigger microphones and the studio and all of that you can do that by joining our patreon or by um, doing a monthly contribution or a one-time contribution on Anchor or on Shukran. I'm going to leave the links in the description box of this episode. So make sure you stay fabulous, okay? Um, don't allow anyone to put you down. And of course, remember that most times growth, you don't always feel it, but it is happening. And one day you're just going to look back and you're going to see how far you've grown and you're going to be grateful to yourself for staying resilient and choosing to keep your heads up and missed every challenge that you encountered along the way and remember as you're walking remember to take care of your posture okay go get that posture corrector i recommended in the first few minutes of this episode you're not going to regret it at all so i'm going to see you in episode 43 take care of yourself thank you so much for listening i appreciate that so much and have a fantastic day